<clears throat> Ready. Where do you think Zoe went? She's there. I'm right here. Welcome to Sisters Not Saints, the podcast where we give real life advice from the sisters you've always wanted. Featuring two real life sisters, Kristen and Megan, and two real life sisters-in-law, Zoe and Hillary. Sisters Not Saints. You might think they're saints, but they Some of them are sisters. Two of them have sisters, but there's one thing that's for certain it's their sisters. Hi guys, I'm Megan. I'm Hillary. I'm Kristen. Zoe. She's not Zoe. She just wants to say Zoe. She's Queen Wait, Zoe. I am. <laughs> I am Zoe. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused by that too, Kristen. She is Zoe. Because we said, you said, I'm Megan, and then I'm Hillary, I'm mm. Kristen, and she just said, Zoe, like it's a brand. <laughs> she always does that. She is a brand. She always she does is. that, and it throws me off whenever I go after her, because then I feel like I need to say, like, Megan, and I'm like, why is she just saying her name? It's because she's so mysterious. So I think it was last week we talked about trying to go floating. That, was that I last believe, week? I, I believe it was. So. And we did it. We actually like did what we said we were going to do. Everybody floated this week, right? We all found time in our busy lives to go relax. <laughs> <laughs> I but, only had one day off this week and I floated. You but, also got your nails done on her day off. And you, we also, you went missing for a little while. We had to set out a search party for you, but we'll get to that later. I'm more interested in whether or not you got groceries. Mm, yeah. Did you get groceries? Because we also talked about that last week. Absolutely not. Luke shared a uh, Apple note with me and said, add whatever groceries you would like. Oh, that's nice. That's Good really old Luke. Nice. Did you send him Venmo or any kind of money? Yeah. And then he sent the money back. Oh, my what? gosh. Oh, my God. What a white knight. He has to take that money from right. you. You're his The boss. only thing I put on the list, though, was milk and creamer. He doesn't have to buy your Wait, groceries. Milk you drink cream? milk? No, like for cereal or for my coffee. Mm. Fake milk. But, oh. but what's the creamer for, then? Why, if I have... want something sweet in my coffee. So all of your grocery needs just revolve around cream for your coffee? Yes. And I've actually stopped drinking coffee this week. So what'd you do with so, all the milk and cream? I don't know. <laughs> now okay. in, in a what few in... days, you'll have to take those out and toss them because they'll go bad. Exactly. And this that is why will I annoy your groceries. But no, Luke will do that for her. We all know it. Good old Luke. Okay. So I'm so excited to hear what everybody thought of their floating experience. Oh, I was going to say, let's start with Megan because she's done it before, but it was yeah. a while ago. I was going to say, can we start with everyone, like what we all thought we would? Well, I guess we is should first helpful? explain what floating is. Okay. So basically you go into a room and there's a big saltwater tank. I, mean, I say big, but it's like big enough for one person. And you get in it. There's a thousand pounds of Epsom salt in it. You get in it and it's the temperature of your body. It's like 98 degrees. And you float for an hour. And it's supposed to help you relax. You close the lid. You're supposed to turn off the lights. Yeah. It's supposed to be complete, like, isolation Sensory chamber. deprivation. No yeah. lights, no sound. I mean, the place that we went, though, and maybe this is the same for you, Zoe, you could have the option of having your light yeah, on mine had, and music. Which, I mean, I think, yeah, mine had optional music. Which, at this that point, is not, like, sensory deprivation, but especially the way I think Kristen and Hillary did it. I can't wait to hear how you did it, Zoe, but... 
the little snippets I've heard of their experiences sound wacky. We have not discussed it with each other, just so the listener knows. We're saving it. Yeah, we have just, no idea how each other's experiences I mean, went. I, I just know that I got pictures from you mid-float. <laughs> so I know you were doing something wrong. You just wait. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, Megan, you probably had the mm-hmm. so I most prob- normal experience. Okay, so we went somewhere in town um, where they had the typical, if you look up like floating, they have the typical clamshells where you get in, you first rinse off your body, and... Um, and then you get in the clamshell, close the lid, and you float literally for about 45 minutes. You're supposed to, I mean, I had what I would call a very normal experience. I got in, I left my phone outside of the pod. Uh, I shut my eyes and like slept for 40 minutes. You slept? Yeah. You actually fell asleep? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. What, what wakes you up? Well, the music um, starts playing and the woman starts talking to you. That was enough to wake you up? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You could hear her? Yeah. Did you have earplugs in? No, I don't use the earplugs. Oh. Yeah. I don't find that they do anything other than annoy me. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what really bothered so me you... about these tanks, though, is that there was a crack in the clamshell. So, mm-hmm. like, it let light in. But you relaxed. You slept. I was totally relaxed. Loved it. Bought packages to go back. So, but I had a very typical float experience. Kristen, Hillary, and Zoe have never floated before. So, I'm very excited to hear their float experiences. Let's hear... Kristen's. Oh, God, I'm up next. Well, let me preface this by saying that I struggle with anxiety in general, and I also have epilepsy, and I have health anxiety. So when you're an epileptic, technically you're not supposed to take a bath, and floating is obviously putting yourself at risk a little bit. However, my epilepsy is well-controlled. I'm on medicine. I've been seizure-free for three years, so I felt safe enough and comfortable enough that I was okay taking the risk. And I knew Megan was there. Everyone kind of knew what was going on. If I needed to rush in that room and pull you out of that salt (laughs) clamshell. I mean, whatever. It would have been interesting. But I walked into the room after getting the tour. And the lady was very, very sweet to us. She was very helpful. I loved her. We really bonded with the manager of this place. She was wonderful. Um, And she knew I had epilepsy. And she was like, well, I'll just keep an ear out for you. Um, But anyway, got into the room and she said, okay, you have three minutes to strip down, (laughs) rinse off, get into the position you want to float in. And she said, I want you to try it two ways. I want you to try it with palms down and your arms floating down this way and legs spread and then try um, with your arms up this way and see what you prefer. Uh, up over your head. Right, up over your head. And then she said, we also have a cushion for your head and try it with the cushion and try without. So I did all those things. <laughs> but my panic, as soon as that door closed, oh, and the door didn't lock, which was already freaking me out a okay, little bit. Okay, wait, hold on. Follow up to that because in the sauna today, I found the lock for the door. I was about to say, the door did lock. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Neither of us could find really? it the first but, time. Um, yeah. Also, Kristen, that's safer if for someone yeah. to have been able to come in to help you. It, yeah. Exactly. So ultimately, it didn't. That's kind of why I didn't push the issue because I thought, well, she may have to rush in here anyway. So, but yeah, I did find the lock when I went to the sauna today. So from the moment she closed the door, I'm sitting here thinking, oh my God, three minutes is not enough time <laughs> for me to get all like get undressed, get my shoes off get in the shower, get rinsed off, try all these different positions, get my light right, get my, you know, everything. You're supposed to wear earplugs. There's two different kinds. So I'm scrambling. I finally get in. By the time the music starts, I already have salt water in my eyes. And so I had to look. And oh, and I forgot to put my earplugs in. So the music's starting. 
I'm already lifting the container that I've locked myself in. The coffin door is down. I had to lift it up. I had to run over nude, dripping salt water everywhere. I was dripping a pool of water into these shoes that I'm wearing now. <laughs> my hair's Tennis dripping shoes. wet. Yeah. Uh, I saw <sighs> puddles like entering my shoes, but I'm panicking trying to open these stupid earplugs, two packs, because I didn't know which would work best. I brought both of them over. I brought a like a washcloth. I got all the salt water out of my eyes. I climbed back in. Now I'm worried about how much time I have left, which I'm thinking, oh my God, that was probably five minutes. Um, <laughs> so I get the earplugs in. I at this point I've like made so much commotion in the water that it's like a wave pool inside. <laughs> and I'm not floating, I'm just sloshing around in like a what feels like like a cooler or something. My body is like hitting every direction of this thing. Um, so it finally calms down. I get salt water in my eyes again. But this time I can just reach out and wipe it out. It's fine. But I had to switch earplugs midway through, so I had to do that again. And then I kind of got into a routine. I tried all of her positions. I never felt like, and I was really trying to turn off my thoughts, but I never felt like I got into relaxation mode. And I think what I realized is I'm not the prime customer for a float tank. I'm sitting here thinking of, A, all the things that can go wrong. Then I'm taking inventory of all the things I'm doing wrong in my life right now. I'm thinking about all the things I need to do better. And then, so I'm like, in my head, all this stuff is... It's it's actually just forcing me to think about all the things I don't want to think about. Around halfway through taking inventory of my life, I'm burning up. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let me try to lift the coffin door again and I'll just have fresh air come in. That was so distracting because I heard men and women walking past the door, like stomping by and saying goodbye to the manager. So at that point, I was like, okay, I'm not getting my full money's worth out of this experience. I'm just going to sit up and kind of like sit in this thing like a bathtub for a minute and just <laughs> like just chillax. Enjoy the warm water. It's got to be over soon, right? No. As it turns out, the bottom of this thing is heated. So I start burning up. I'm like burning just sitting on this thing. I feel like I'm baking myself. I could almost smell burnt skin. So I was like, God, I have to like lay back in this thing again. So I did. And then as soon as I did that and got back into my groove, the lady's voice came back on and it was time to shower. And I will say for me, the shower was the best part of the whole experience. <laughs> and the other weird thing that happened to me in there is for the rest of the day, I was literally shedding salt everywhere I went. Megan and I went to lunch afterward. I had she had salt, salt all over her. It was dripping. And you showered. Off. I showered really. I well. was like, "What did you do in there?" Because it was like all over her clothes, her it purse, was. her shoes. Yeah, like the black marks on my shoes were white. It's as, as if I'd worn them into like a saltwater pool or. The but ocean. I'm guessing it's from where you got out and were sloshing oh. around in the room. Oh, I had to use the towel after I dried off to clean the floor. I had water everywhere. Oh it was so much water. The shower was enjoyable there. Oh, the shower was the best part. Yeah, because you shower before you get in the tank and you shower after the tank. Yeah. So I have pictures of myself afterward. Like, hmm. like that was interesting. But do you think now if you went back like another time, knowing kind of what to expect, the process that you need to get your earplugs in before you get in the water, all that kind of stuff? I, I don't know. Like, what are you supposed to think about in there for 40 minutes? Did you, once you left and got out and were driving home or wherever you went, did you feel relaxed? Like, did your skin or your mm -hmm. arms or your body feel relaxed? Kind of like, like jello? No, I had had so much anxiety throughout the day that I think I had like an anxiety hangover. Okay, so yeah, Kristen, do you think now you would go back? Now yeah. that 
I would go back. I bought a package to go back for two more. What? <laughs> you are such a sucker. I totally. And so I they both are. I, so I, I, totally I finished. I finished up in the room first, and I walked out to the lady. And I, I probably, I knew I was going to sign up because I like floating. So I knew I was probably going to buy a package. Then <laughs> what shocked me is Kristen comes out of the room, and I even told the lady, I was like, "Oh, my sister had a lot of anxiety about this. I'm, I can't wait to see if she liked it." All of a sudden, I get a text from Kristen that says, "Are you still here?" which we drove together. <laughs> so yes, I didn't leave without her. And she was like, come to the back of the building. And so I go to meet her and I could tell she was like freaked out. And then we walk up to pay and she's like, yeah, I'll buy a package of three. I could tell that you, like I could just tell you you didn't enjoy it. I, it was probably still tens. Yeah. I can't believe after everything you just said that you then bought a package. <laughs> Nothing was leading to that. She you really just bought a package because well, you like to shower. She really liked the manager. <laughs> the manager was really nice to us. And then she said it was two for the price of wait, three, three for, for the, the price, price of, of two. two. And so and she said you can gift them. So oh, yeah, at least I know James people with birthdays them. coming up. Okay, so I went to the same place as um, you guys. And so I went with a friend. I was also very, I wasn't honestly didn't feel nervous about going, but I'm just an anxious person in general. And like Kristen, I have health anxiety, just a little backstory. I have a doctor appointment on Tuesday. And so I've already have been in my head feeling mm -hmm. anxious, like just in my own thoughts. And we're like, I need to like not think about it. So that's going on. I also chugged an iced coffee on the way there. So then we get there and, you know, she walks us around to the tour, whatever we go in and I didn't care at all about how like you have to change and shower and get in. I was just kind of like, I'll get in when I get in. Like mm -hmm. if it's if the voice starts without me, it doesn't matter because mm -hmm. I'll just get in. That's a good way. To so I that. showered, got in the water. But so she told us the earplugs, the best ones are the wax ones that mold to your ears. And mm -hmm. if you've ever had a package of these, it's two giant round <laughs> things of wax. Mm -hmm. And when she explained it to us, she said, you just get the wax and like stick it in your ears, press your thumbs in. You're good to go. Those are the best ones. Did you go in the same pod with your friend? No, <laughs> I did not. No, we were, in, okay. we were in separate pods. We, we, so okay. or we floated naked. Kristen so and I did go in the same pod. We know that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, who won't even share a room with her sister. Or a house. <laughs> yeah. Is not going to share a pod. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so also, okay, so prefacing this story, before going, we had texted about earplugs in our group text. Mm. And you guys had mentioned that the wax ones were the best. So in my mind, I'm thinking you have to wear earplugs. Mm. So I got really stressed because they wouldn't fit in my ears. I tried forever and ever and ever and they wouldn't fit. And finally, I was like, I guess I can rip it in half. I did that. I get in and one of them's leaking water. So I sit up and I'm trying to fix it. And then just as she said, your eyes are going to itch. Don't rub your eyes. Use the washcloth. I immediately rubbed both my eyes. They're burning like hell. It hurts. Yeah, it does hurt. So I had to dry them off for a long time. I'm sitting in the tub. And as you said, it's heated on the bottom. So my butt's <laughs> sure burning. Um, oh I finally get the earplugs thing right. I lay back and I just have a hard time relaxing mm -hmm. so i'm laying there and the music's playing also she no one mentioned anything to me about it being like a uh deprivation mm -hmm. tank mm -hmm. so no one told me to turn off the lights or that there shouldn't be music so i'm like the lights are on the music's on i did close the tank i don't get claustrophobic that doesn't bother me so i'm like floating and i'm going back and forth between like closing my eyes opening my eyes like i'm making a game i'm like literally like 
paddling from one end to the other and like <laughs> oh kicking my, my feet to see like how quickly I can float to the other side or like testing like oh my gosh like seeing like how hard it is to like put my legs down and back up and all of this and you guys did this so wrong I know so finally I'm like I really need to relax it's good for you I should like shut off my brain so I like laying there with my eyes closed trying to relax and all I can think about is things that make me nervous yes. and I was like this isn't relaxing for me I'm really anxious and I need something to distract me. So I get my phone <laughs> and bring it in the pod. <laughs> Text you guys. <laughs> she did. I was so nervous you? about dropping my phone. So I, so uh, also I, a really good friend of mine, we Marco Polo each other every day. She had sent me a Marco Polo. So I propped my phone up on the handle. There's a handle inside the pod. And I just let it play while I laid my head back and listened to her talk. <laughs> and it was perfect. I was like, this is what I need. This is distracting. And I then it was quiet. And then I still I started like having those anxious thoughts again. So then I was like, I'm going to put on a podcast. <laughs> I don't care what the rules are. I'm not relaxing. <laughs> so I put on my podcast and then the phone slips and falls into the tub. No. Oh, no. I knew and that I was, was like, going to oh, happen. Jesus Christ. So I get out of the tub. I, I have to like take it out of the case, dry it off, oh my God. leave it on the floor. And so then I'm like, well, now I have nothing. <laughs> so now I just have to like lay here. That's what happens when you break the, the rules and yeah. bring your phone into the so, pod. Yeah. So I did. I, I'd say I got 10 minutes of relaxing mm -hmm. and I was like I feel really relaxed but then I had my apple watch on <laughs> and my head goes to what if I'm not relaxing and my pulse is really high oh my god so then I had to check my pulse over and over on the watch and then I was you just like shouldn't have worn your watch how much time have I been in here this is too long yep. I need to get out and then the voice was like all right you're done and I was like great and I got out <laughs> And took my shower and like Kristen, it was a great shower. And that's my experience. I didn't. So my friend who went with me, she had a similar experience, not as messy. She's not <laughs> an idiot like I am and didn't bring her phone in the pod. But where she felt like 10 minutes was like max. Yes. And then she was like, okay. Like I, like on. her mind was wandering. It was like too much. I think if I could do it again, like we chose to do the 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. You can start at 25. That would have been better. Mm -hmm. I think even 10. And maybe if I like worked my way up to a little longer but it was really a struggle and I'd much prefer to be in the sauna where I can watch Netflix no oh also so I meant to say so you're floating and you you do float really mm -hmm. well but like the top of your body is exposed mm -hmm. and I was cold I was cold too. I couldn't yes, even like splash myself with water Same. Yeah. and I'm also get cold really easy and I'm like I take steaming hot Bath yeah. You had showers. your clamshell closed all the yeah. way. Yeah, and I was. It was like a breeze was blowing on me, and I did not enjoy that. I, I yeah. couldn't find the right temp because closed, it got hot, and then open, I was freezing. All right, so now we're up to Zoe. I cannot wait to hear about your experience. Okay, well, I also was nervous. I have lots of health anxiety, and I have a ear disease that salt contributes to my disease. Now, the salt in the water is not salt like table salt completely different things just because they have the same name that doesn't matter you were I still freaked out that one person had a bad experience so i thought i was gonna have a bad experience you guys and your internet <laughs> looking things up and getting scared <laughs> and all of our strange ailments <laughs> <laughs> so oh also the night before i was up all night sick and then I woke up with like achy legs and I was like, and I didn't sleep well. So I was like, I can't wait 
to go relax in this thing. This is going to be great. Oh, so you were looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, I was still nervous, but I was looking forward to it. I love like floating in the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I go, she gives me the thing. It's the pod. I think it's the same as y'all's. Mm-hmm. And I shower. She hadn't turned the music on yet, but I showered quicker. She gave me five minutes to shower. So I was in the water quicker and I get in, close the lid. I'm not sure if I turned the lights off or not in the pod and immediately was terribly seasick. Megan, I can't believe it doesn't affect you. I could, I had to, I had to get up and I stood up, lifted the lid and was like, okay, I'm just going to leave. And then I was like, well, let me just try it a different way. Not floating. Cause I could not float. I couldn't put my head back. That Mm. was terrible. So then there's like two buttons on the side that are the lights. I don't know if y'all's had that. They're like squishy. Mm -hmm. So then I'm gripping onto those and holding my head up. So that I'm not moving because that was the problem. And also the lid is open. So I'm freezing. So I'm holding on to those. And then my arms are like getting tired because the water wants me to move. Like it wants to make you float. And then I'm also like, because I'm having to sit up, like my abs are getting really sore. <laughs> so you and, got, you got to work out in, in addition to your yeah. relaxation. I'm so uncomfortable. So then again, I was like, okay, I'm just going to get out. But then I was like, let me try one more time. So then I turn over and like just kind of hung on the outside. Wait, wait, you were on your tummy? Like a three-year-old yeah. getting swim lessons. You know how they make you like grab yeah. the edge of the pool and kick? Yeah. I actually even came back in and put like my arms down below me to hold myself out. Mm-hmm. That didn't really do anything for me. Did they give you like so, a um, like a pillow for your head? Yeah, but it was flat and a circle. Mm-hmm. And it was like a toilet seat cushion. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, but like. how is it supposed to work? Are you supposed to put your head on it? I yeah. Guess. yeah. I didn't love it. I took Your it. head fits in the hole. But you go all the way around i mean you just your lay neck? your head in it not around your neck no i <laughs> no. you just lay I back. Didn't, that didn't work for me i put the wax in my ear and i had that thing and i tried to shove it around my head because <laughs> i didn't I, want my ears going wait you tried to put it water. over your head your like, head fit through that little hole well i was just trying to like put like the crown of my head so that <laughs> it would really hold my head out but that was giving me a headache but so wouldn't like, that my head your... hurts my arms hurt did you take my a picture of that did you take a picture of you with that? no i didn't <laughs> take oh that god. picture oh my god um i as i was just in there for like a little bit longer i just was like starting to like get that seasick mm. motion sickness again So then I just got out and I showered. I think from the moment I walked in before the shower and the moment I was in my car was 15 minutes. Oh my God. (laughs) How long was your session supposed to be? Was it 40? 30. Oh, okay. Oh, but I was, I was out of the water before the music turned off. Oh, the first music, she was going to do five minutes at the beginning and five minutes at the end. And I was out and standing by the front desk. (laughs) Did she ask you why? (laughs) Oh, I'm sure Zoe told her. Mm, She said that lots of people don't make it through. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. She said it's not for everybody. Yeah. No, apparently it's true. So wow. Three of four of us got out of the thing at least once. But I will say once I was in the car mm-hmm. and on the way to the most relaxing place on earth, which is getting my nails done, <laughs> my arms and legs, actually, they did feel like heavy and tired and nice. So I can see that maybe I would like an Epsom salt bath and I don't need to go to the extreme. Mm, yeah. Or, yes. or like an upper body core workout. <laughs> <laughs> Water aerobics, oh perhaps. You're alive. You survived. Well, you sort of survived the float. She's definitely survived it. 
I don't know if I survived it. <laughs> Just talking about it is like freaking me out. <laughs> Well, I treated myself to Target after floating, and they have all their Halloween stuff out. And um, I bought some ghost decorations. I almost bought some ghost stuff this week, but I just thought it was too early. It's never too early. But if I bought it, I'd want to put it out right now. You don't have to because you actually live with a ghost. Yeah. Well, Kristen thinks it might be something more menacing than a ghost. Uh, you don't think it could be one of your three cats? No, I have video evidence. Okay. Do, 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 All right. Tell me. Do, 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 do. Okay. So last week on Saturday, I woke up from a nightmare, which is not unusual for me. I've had like terrifying nightmares since I was a child. Um, I woke up from a nightmare. I was sitting up in bed trying to calm myself down. In the doorway to my bathroom, I saw a little girl. And I was like, okay, weird, but... I'm not one that believes ghost stuff. Kristen always has. I'm just not like into that. So I was like, okay, eyes playing tricks on me, whatevs. But then the iPad that's in my bathroom that I watch while I'm getting ready every day turned on. And that's never happened ever, ever, ever. So I was like, okay. I like how it's the iPad that freaked you out and not the little girl standing (laughs) in the doorway. Because I was like, okay, it's late. It's dark. My eyes are playing tricks on me because I just so don't believe any of that. So then the iPad turns on and I'm like, still like, okay, weird. So then I texted Kristen all of this and she's like, OMG, you have a ghost. So then the next night, what was the next night? What happened the second night? I I can't keep track of your timeline. I just know you had various... It kind of escalates every night. Mm-hmm. And so then I think the second night, was it the screaming? No, I think that was the third night. So the second night, yeah, the second night, because it happened first on a Saturday. Sunday night, I woke up to go to work the next morning. So I woke up at like 530. It was still dark outside. I walked into my living room and in my living room, in my TV cabinet where the door is shut, the cats can't get in there. Sound was playing from like a wireless speaker that I have. That's only activated from like my phone, which it's not like something that I could have even hit in my sleep. It's like a cumbersome process to pair it to something because I never do it. So like music was playing loud and it was like super weird music, like music I'd never heard before. And it came like I went back to Monster Mesh. No, I wish (laughs) it was creepy. And it's weird because you didn't have music that had been playing on your phone, which is the only thing that could have cast to it. Right. Yes. There was no music even playing on your phone. Mm hmm. And so then the next night, again, I was having a nightmare. I woke up, was trying to calm myself down. I laid back down to try to go to sleep. And in my right ear, I heard a little girl scream like bloody murder in my ear, like full force. And again, I was like, okay, that's weird. But probably just like my brain playing tricks on me. la di da da But it's been like every night something like this is happening. Well, okay. okay next Megan, why are you having... Oh, yeah. Next. Okay. So then the next... Actually, I think I had two nights off where no ghost played with me the next time all of a sudden i woke up in the middle of the night i didn't have a nightmare but i woke up and i felt like someone pressing on me and originally i thought like okay it must be clover my dog but i looked and he was like fast asleep and somebody was like pushing into my shoulder i was like okay weird is that really your reaction to things it's just like a calm yeah it really is and that's the wow. thing, like, Kristen keeps texting me all this stuff about, like, how weird this is. And then she came into my house tonight and was, like, trying to confront the ghost. Hold on. You haven't told all the details about what's happened. Mm-hmm. Well, let's Okay. So there's also the time that um, you came into your bedroom and everything that oh, had been yeah. on your nightstand was sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. One of the things was a really heavy lamp. So it couldn't have been any of her pets mm-hmm. because 
she was in the house she would have heard the no lamp. i was i was gone but i came home and everything was off the nightstand on the floor but yeah if something you have a camera in that room yeah if if something had fallen off of that nightstand it would have broken okay megan mm-hmm. i have a couple questions okay hit me do you have a carbon monoxide detector yes two of them do you think i'm being Nothing's- carbon monoxide poisoned yeah, I think you're doing these things. You're going crazy and you're doing these what? things and you don't know you're doing them. I think that's even scarier. <laughs> is, I'm no, more scared about that. That's solvable. Well, okay, hold on. There's off. things that have happened when she's not here, though, that but we have on camera. If you're being poisoned by carbon monoxide, you see dead little girls and screaming in your ear. Don't you just die? Well, you're like hallucinating. Okay, but what about the, the other night we went out? Oh, yeah. You came back in and your speaker was playing music again and it yeah. was some creepy song that we've never heard. Mm-hmm. And it just, and it's like loud. It's like loud. You walked into it's, it. Well, why don't you unplug it or, un, you know, maybe someone in the neighborhood is having access to it and they don't know that they're playing it on your speakers. That is what Kristen said. And she said, try unplugging it. Okay, what about your lights? Okay, yeah. So then today I sent Kristen a video. I was walking up the stairs in my house and all of a sudden this light in the living room turned off and on like four different times. So I think you're having an electrical issue. (laughs) Okay, what if the little girl brings you another kitten? Mm, That'd be really freaky, first of all. What What would scare you enough to like leave your house and go sleep somewhere else. Okay, so the night that I heard the screaming in my ear, I almost did. I woke up, it was like two in the morning, and I was like, okay. Would you come to my house or Kristen's house? Well, that was the, what the process I was running in my head because I thought in my like ghost discovery, I actually went back and looked at Hillary's ghost highlights that she has on her Instagram from when she had a ghost. So I got freaked out and I was like, okay, I can't go to Kristen's house because her basement's creepy. I can't go to Hillary's house because she's got a ghost too. <laughs> I was like, okay, I could go to Zoe's house, but that might be weird. But we all agreed that you could have a ghost and you mm-hmm. wouldn't even notice. Right. There could be stuff left out and you would think that you <laughs> like did it or like, oh, this has just always been here. Or you wouldn't hear things. Don't you dare talk about ghosts at my house. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't even believe in ghosts. Right. You don't even believe my ghost. Yeah. I am terrified at night at my house. Don't yeah, your even house, your house is really scary. Mention. <laughs> That's another reason. I was like, okay, well, I wouldn't go to Zoe's house because like that would be so scary. We all live. Yeah, in- but if I was home, mm-hmm. would you come there? Well, no, because like it's like in the middle of the night. I wouldn't just like break into your house. That would terrify you. You no, could call. You would call me. That would wake you up. I don't want to wake you up. No, my solution. Well, I'm always awake. I'm literally never asleep. I don't find that to be true. But it's true. Yeah, my solution true. was going to be if, I don't have ghosts. If I left my house, I was going to go to the gym because it's open 24 hours. <laughs> that was your solution. <laughs> that was my solution. And I was like, well, I don't want to go to the gym at two in the morning. What if I get mugged? What if it's We're all working on asking for help. So I just Megan, why are you having nightmares? I always since I was a child, I've always had like night like <laughs> like severe violent nightmares. I've always had nightmares too. Yeah. Violent. Well, me too. Why can't uh, different? <laughs> Why don't you get some help for that? Well, I've been in and out of therapy, and it's just kind of something about me that makes me special. Speaking of therapy, mm-hmm. can we help other people? Absolutely. We're we used, we're helpless. Yeah. All right. So, what uh, questions do we have? One do of any them. of them have a ghost? No, no ghosts, ex- you- unless you consider some of these relationships. 
ghostly. I'd say y'all weren't very helpful with the ghost. Yeah, Kristen came in I, and asked your ghost to leave. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You invited the ghost back. Hopefully it goes better than my ghost issue. Okay. Uh, it says, when I was diagnosed with testicular cancer, he filed for divorce because he said it would be too much to take care of me. Hmm. In my province, in Canada, you have to live separately and apart for one year before a divorce is granted. Since he left, I've had surgery and chemotherapy, and my latest checkup shows no evidence of disease. When he found that out, and I don't know how, he applied in court to withdraw the divorce application. He told me we can stay married since I'm no longer sick and was actually <laughs> shocked when I blocked the divorce withdrawal petition through my own lawyer. I don't want to be married to him after what he did. Is this wrong? No. Wow. That's a hard no. Hard no for me, too. Men are terrible. But so are women. That is, a, that is super common. Men divorce mm-hmm. their wives when they get sick. Well, this isn't mm-hmm. a wife. It's two men. So I know. But, but right. that is a very common it's still a man right yeah true Mm -hmm. right true no he's shown you his true colors and i'm so sick of people showing people their true colors and people not seeing them like just get out i think that i'm really sorry you're going through the cancer um situation and chemotherapy in this way i think it might have been a blessing to you that you got to get out of this relationship and see this person's true colors. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible way to have to learn this about someone, but I, I think he's shown you what you need to see. I think you're on the right path. I, I don't, I wouldn't go back. There are so many people in the world and so many people that will treat you better. Well, and more importantly, you are healthy and cancer free now. So yeah. now go find somebody who mm-hmm. will actually love you no matter what and celebrate that. Have a better life. Exactly. Yeah. No, you are hundred percent not wrong. Bye. Adios. Mm-hmm. And shout out to our Canadian listeners. <laughs> we love Canada. We do. Uh, Megan and I went to Vancouver over the summer and I'm still dreaming about it. So I'm very, very jealous. All right. Hillary, any questions from your side? I've got a couple more, but. Okay. This listener says, I just ran into a cute guy living in my apartment. We exchanged apartment numbers. How do I go forward? <laughs> I know exactly how you go forward. You start vabbing. hello go back and listen to our last episode or actually episode three so it's two people they're in the same apartment complex and they've just exchanged apartment numbers apartment numbers not phone numbers okay so i just moved out of an apartment and bought a house so what i would have done living in the apartment exchanged apartment numbers does that mean he wants you to just come knock on his door i don't know well she gave yeah hers also i guess what i would do is maybe leave a note on the door that says like Hey, here's my number. If you ever want to like go to the gym together or if you both have dogs, go for a dog walk. Something like that. Well, I'm curious. Yeah, leave a cute little note yeah. if you don't want to knock cold on the door. Call. Yeah, because knocking yeah. on the door seems like booty callish. If I were going to knock on the door, it would be one of those like dumb girly excuses like, True. oh my gosh, I know we just met, but there's a bug in my apartment That's and I know too. I don't know anybody else here, but I remembered cool. your apartment number. I would have mm-hmm. to fall back on all my friends viewing uh, experience and I'd have to throw like the fake gala, the fake, you know, the things she had to do, Rachel, to draw in Joshua, <laughs> all those like weird episodes where they had to throw fake parties and invite him. Um, because that's really the only experience I've had is watching friends. I've never lived in an apartment building with, and I've never been out like looking for men. <laughs> James and I, <laughs> I <can't. laughs> we, I've been with my husband since I was 18 and he was 21. So even when I lived in dorms or apartments, he was still a factor. So I was not ever out shopping for men while living in an apartment. 
I think so, that's a good idea, though, to have like a party at your yeah, house and yeah. be like, oh, I'm having people over tonight. You should come over. Right. Yeah. I saw a little girl in my bathroom and I woke up. <laughs> She's screaming at me. Help. Is it safe to have a strange man in your apartment? Um, oh, that's true. Or do you have like a meet cute in the lobby somehow? Mm, right. Yeah. You got to test those vibes. Yeah. I don't know if you have like a doorman or someone around your building, someone that works in the office that might be able to give you info. You could maybe like vet him a little bit. Just go ask the office for all the information. What do you mean? <laughs> Excuse me. I need all of the details on Joshua in 5B. Yeah. No, no, no. That's Megan, true. Many apartments don't have offices. And let's throw a gala. <laughs> <laughs> it's a regatta gala. <laughs> I think I would leave a note on the door that just says, hey, had fun talking to you. Call me. I think I would also be that weirdo who walks by his apartment a few times with an excuse in mind of like, oh, I was just down here visiting my friend in apartment 302. Oh, I forgot your apartment 301. You live around here too. What a coincidence. You're on this floor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So there's lots of options there. But go for it. Yeah. Go knock on his door. Get yours. Yeah. And definitely don't lie about having a gala because then your friends will roast you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have an AITI, am I the asshole question. Oh, yes. So it's from one of our male listeners. And he says that he is in big trouble with his new wife. Mm -hmm. They had a last minute trip. They were able to book to Las Vegas. And he's now in hour 10 of this ongoing fight. He says it started because he had a very casual conversation with a paid woman, a lady of the evening, in the hotel lobby in Las Vegas. He says, oh, and by the way, that woman thinks I'm an asshole, too. (laughs) So (laughs) apparently he's pissed off two women in this disagreement. If two ladies are already mad at you (laughs) before the end of the question. Right. Okay. He says... um, We planned a night out, but my wife was taking forever to get ready, which Mm. wasn't bothering me, but I guess I gave her the impression I was impatient, and she came out and said, if it's so irritating to wait for me, go get a drink at the bar. You're stressing me out. I was a little annoyed because I was just looking at my phone, but didn't want to argue. The bar was way too stuffed, so I went into the lobby. On the bench next to me was a girl who was obviously upset, but dressed in sweats and Uggs, and in no way looked like she was doing business. I casually said, that kind of day, huh? She said, I had no idea. We casually started chit-chatting, and she was very cool, and eventually she pretty much told me that she was working, had even been booked for a bachelor party, and had, they had stiffed her at the last minute. I told her about my drama with my wife, and she said something like, men with wives like mine are her bread and butter. Looking back, mm. she was obviously putting out feelers, but I didn't mm-hmm. pick up on it. We talked for 10 more minutes until finally she said, okay, well, usually it's 600 to get me up into your hotel room, but since my night is shot, I'll take 400 and we can discuss when I get there. I told her I'm really sorry if I gave her the wrong impression and my wife would be down in a minute. She asked me if I'd seriously been wasting her time. I said, no, I thought we were having a nice conversation. She said, give me a break and stormed off saying choice words under her breath. My wife walked up at that exact moment and apparently knew right away the girl was a working girl and thought that because of our fight, I was seriously soliciting. And here we are, 10 hours of accusations, denials, demanding to go through my phone. Was I the asshole? That was an incredibly long question. It was such a long question and <laughs> so detailed that I don't even believe him. Right? I feel like he was soliciting her. I feel like he was too. Right. It's like thou doth protest too much. Is that how you say it? Yeah. 
Something like that. But yeah, it was just, it was too much. But also, even if he's just an idiot who wasn't soliciting her and he just thought he was having a nice conversation, why was he telling a stranger, a woman, about a, a, fight, a fight with his wife that he had previously said right. wasn't a fight? So what did he tell her? My wife's getting ready and she told me to come down here and wait. Like, how is that even a story? He's yeah. clearly leaving out details because if he said something to make her say, oh, wife life like mm-hmm. yours, like he had to have said more mm-hmm. to make his wife sound crazier or wor- like mm-hmm. there was there was a fight that he's not telling us about. Absolutely. This guy, I mean, you were an asshole for like four different reasons. First of all, was leaving your wife, making her feel terrible for getting ready. It takes women longer. Suck it up and watch something on the TV in your room. Don't leave her. And if you are going to leave her, you're not chatting with random women in the lobby. That just automatically makes you look bad. You should know better than to chat with someone for 10 to 15 minutes, too. <laughs> or even if it was innocent, why, 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 why bring you up, your, up wife? your wife in a fight? Right. Like yeah. She's upstairs. She's being a diva. Like, what is it that you're saying? You're just you sound like a divorced men self-help group or something like this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah you're the asshole. Yeah, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> he's the asshole. Also, he's just a dingbat friendly chatty guy the sex worker should know that as well this is her job so she would know whether or not he was that's her her bread and butter is getting these idiots luring them in but i'm saying she probably knows her clientele so he was probably acting like a guy that wanted that and Mm. otherwise Mm. she would have known like oh he's just yeah she would have been like oh he's just this guy who's chatty like she would have known that's a good point though they do know how to read men i would think Mm -hmm. definitely when it's a customer that's interested or not they don't have time to waste all right let's get your wife on we've got some advice for her (laughs) all right i've got another question guys okay oh okay what would you do if your partner had an engagement ring that was passed down but you really don't like it he says no pressure if i don't want it but i feel terrible about it this is a tricky one it is tricky i don't know i don't if he if it's not upsetting him that you want something Mm -hmm. different then what's the problem? If he really wants you to wear it, then you can think about it more. But if it's really not bothering him. I agree. If he's saying no pressure, then you have to take him at his word. Sometimes families have really strong opinions on this kind of thing, though. Wedding dresses, wedding rings that have been passed mm-hmm. down are heirlooms within the family. And it's like a family thing. So it's almost like even if he doesn't have a say, it depends on how important it is to the family. Yeah. Is the mother-in-law no, going to hate you and call you a little brat if you don't want her wedding ring? Mm-hmm. But who cares? No, You're not marrying the mother. You are in a way. My suggestion would be if you could tolerate the ring and you don't want to make waves, my advice would be take the ring, but say like, hey, in 10 years, do you think I could upgrade it and get another ring for our anniversary? Okay. My advice is do what will make you happiest. It's your ring. If if you're not hurting his feelings, then then say the truth that you don't really love that ring. Mm Mm-hmm. And that it's not, it doesn't have to be like, I want my ring to be fancier or more expensive. Maybe it's just not your style. Maybe it's like, you know, rose gold and you like platinum. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do have to wear it the rest of your life. So I, mean, I think a, a nice way to get out of it, too, is to blame the fact that it is like a family heirloom kind of thing and just say, like, look, I know myself. I don't want to be responsible for breaking this really valuable, important thing to the family. Like, I don't want that on me. So it's so kind of you, but I really feel like like I don't want that pressure. I want my own fancy ring to break. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not a ring person, though. So this is 
totally not my wheelhouse, but I didn't even have a wedding ring for the first <laughs> five years that we were married. Mm-hmm. Really? Not even a band or anything? Nothing. Nope. Wow. Not, not, until, not until she got knocked up. It's true. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like people might have a lot of questions. I started to feel like a teen mom or something, even though I was 29. I was like, okay, I guess we should get like a ring now, right? I don't want to look like an unwed mother. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've got a question. I think this could be our last question tonight. Is it okay for my girlfriends to exclude a guy friend's awful fiance, even if that means she's the only girl left out? Okay, wait. So it's a group of friends. Mm-hmm. Is it okay for her? Wait, no, the girlfriends. Like all the girlfriends are hanging out, uh-huh. but there's a guy that they're friends with who's engaged. Okay. And they don't like the fiance. They don't like his fiance, so they don't want to hang out with her. So they're all going to hang out and leave her out. Well, I want to know why they don't like her because otherwise they just say no. If you're hanging out in a group, you have to and you don't, invite her sometimes. And you don't want to like lose the friendship with your guy friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do everything with that person, but you do have to include them and make them feel welcome. Yeah. There are different levels of friendship. So I think there are certain things you could, if it's a bigger group event, just invite her. I mean, she maybe she's, you know, she might feel uncomfortable. Maybe we're not getting the right vibes about her yet. It's very hard to join a new friend group. It is. And they all have inside jokes and history and a past that you feel really left out of. And it's hard to get in there and feel like you're an actual part of that friend group. And I get that. And then it can make you feel really awkward and insecure, which sucks. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if there's a group thing, they have to invite her. I mean, and it's his fiance. They're going to get married. So it's not like a random girl that he might not be with for long. Like she's in it for the long haul. So you might as well figure out a way to get along with her. Right. And yeah, it doesn't always like you can have smaller events maybe that don't include her, but if you're all hanging out and she's the only one excluded, then it just makes you look bad. Yeah. And if you're doing something where he's present, you need to extend the invite to her as well. So you shouldn't have a group gathering where he's invited, but she's not right. That's just going to rock the boat. But, and I'm sure she has her own group of friends too. So she wouldn't be expecting to come to all of your you know, if like the girls want to break off and have their normal stuff, I'm sure she's got girlfriends she wants to do that with as well. But anytime there's like a big group overlap thing where he's coming, all the guys are coming. Yeah, I think you need to invite her. She either can join into your girl group or you don't and you just see each other as a group and then you might see that guy friend less. Yeah, I think this will sort itself out. I think you guys will learn if you're compatible or not and she'll either start opting out when you invite her And then you're not the bad guy who didn't invite her. She can always say no. And if she's so like really, really terrible causing an issue, then that's just something you have to talk to her about. And ignoring her and not inviting her isn't going to fix that. No. And those things will rise to the surface. If she is truly terrible, those things will make themselves known to the whole group. And I think it'll become a bigger issue. But yeah, I think for now, the nice thing to do is invite her. All right, guys. Well, if anybody has any questions for us, you can submit them on our website, sistersnotsaints.com. Also, be sure that you are following us on Instagram for all of the fun we have there at Sisters Not Saints. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, please give us a review. Not only do we want to hear from you, but obviously it helps us. So please do do us a solid. Leave us a review. And also share this podcast with your friends and your sisters. That's what it's for. Or misters. And your misters. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.